Hello friends, this is Paragir, your host on Stay Strong Podcast. Thank you very much for joining this podcast. It's my promise to bring you the world-class information in the field of kettlebells, kettlebell sport and strength and conditioning. Today we have a guest from Ireland. He's my first Ireland athlete. His name is Kyron and he's a software professional and simultaneously also manages his kettlebell sport. He started kettlebell lifting 14 years back and he has played multiple world championships. He has played marathon, he has played 10 minute classic. We are actually going to see his training program. How does he train? How consistent he is in trainings? What kind of nutrition does he follow? And how does he also help other athletes to grow in kettlebell sport? Guys, please help me welcome Karen from Ireland. Hello friends, this is Paragir, your host. We have Karen from Ireland today and I'm quite excited to speak to him about his kettlebell journey. Or do you, Karen, uh, please introduce yourself, your background, professional background, most important, and how did you get into kettlebell sport? Sure, uh, thanks very much, Parag. So, um, yeah, so I'm based in uh, the southeast of Ireland. Um, okay. um, I probably started kettlebells about 14 years ago. Um, so it, it kind of, when, when I came across it first, um, it really appealed to me because I actually work as a software engineer. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm sitting all day. I'm actually at my, my desk at the moment now. Um, uh, so I'm here all day. So uh, I find uh, in the evenings, kettlebell uh, training is ideal, you know. So, um, yeah, so, so just going, going back to when I started, um, I, a friend of mine actually called me uh, one evening and said, have you heard of kettlebells? And uh, yeah, this must have been about 2008, 2009. And I, I had only heard of them because of um, the Biggest Loser UK TV show at the time. One of the trainers was using kettlebells. Okay. So I said, yeah, I have. And he said, well, I'm thinking of buying one. So I said, okay, I'll buy one too. Let's, let's do it. And just as luck would have it, um, the retailer that was selling them from Dublin was selling uh, competition kettlebells. Okay. So we both bought 16 kg bells. Okay. Um, we started training together and uh, just, in, you know, in, in his backyard or, or here in my place. So we'd alternate and we were basically watching YouTube videos and, and that okay. kind of stuff. And that was how it got started. Okay. Okay. So uh, it was basically uh not a formal introduction of kettlebell sport but you basically started watching the videos and then probably got more towards yeah. it to lift it right so did you yeah. did some coach introduce the proper professional kettlebell sport to you or how how did you get started for competing yeah so um uh, yeah so long story short we were um we were training together and this was shortly after the the, the economic crash in 2008 so another guy joined us who had lost his job and um so with the three of us were training together and he decided to set up a club and you know kind of try and uh, make some money out of it so he okay. rented a, a unit nearby and he started with coaching so we were uh, training with him and around that time a, a competition was hosted in Kilkenny which is not far from here uh, Eddie Sheehan and Mark yes. Stapleton yes. hosted that and that, I think that was the first ever uh, competition hosted in Ireland that was uh, 2010 if I remember rightly so uh, he, he uh, went up to that one and uh, came back and told us all about it and shortly after that, uh, a coach in uh, County Wexford, which is not far from here either, 
and Mick Kelly did a workshop with us. So he came down to our club okay. and uh, he did a workshop with us and showed us the lifts. And very soon after that, we went to the first competition that uh, he hosted, which was in 2011. And um, got kind of addicted, and there's a few of us we got quite hooked on it quite fast, you know. Okay. So yeah, uh, so we were competing with 16 kilo bells, and at the time I just thought lifting a pair of these for 10 minutes, I just thought you you had to be like uh, Superman, you know. Um, so then you you learn a little bit about the technique, and you start to pick up some uh, tips and. Uh, I, uh, a few, let's see now, a few years later, after training with the 16s, I uh, contacted Eddie Sheen about getting coaching. Okay. So he co he coached me and started to do up programs for me, specifically for biathlon initially. So okay. yeah, that, that, so by 2014, I went to my first world championship in Hamburg. Yes, uh, even I was there. Oh, you were there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow, yes. brilliant. Yes. Um, that, was a, that was a great weekend, actually. Yes. yes. So I still have the poster up uh, upstairs for the, you know, the seagull. Um, so yeah, I competed over there. Actually, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not right. I actually, I was doing double long cycle over there uh, okay. with, the 20, with the 24s. Um, there was a couple of, uh, I think there were a couple of Russian guys there who did crazy numbers. So I, I, I came away from that without a medal. But uh, shortly after that, I switched to biathlon and um, Eddie coached me for another few years on that as well. So, um, yeah, so, so that got me kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess uh, that's where the first time I met uh, Dave. Um, uh, and, you know, I think you were with the team. Um, yes. Uh, I think four or five people were there. I'm not sure how many people were there. But I think you, uh, Ireland team was pretty big, like England. Yeah, we had a good a good crew go over to that actually. If I remember, I can't remember how many people, but I think maybe there was eight or nine people lifting. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, we had good support. Yeah. Yes. That was that was that was um, really enjoyable. Okay, so uh, like uh, we'll go back a little bit. Uh, did you had any sports background or fitness background before you get into kettlebell sport? Was kettlebell lifting comfortable for you at this age, or was it a pain? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. So I, uh, as a as a teenager, I wasn't particularly sporty. Um, I was more into music, and um, I just for my, for health and fitness, I started getting more into sport uh, when I was like twenty. And okay. actually, I did I did taekwondo for quite a while okay. uh, uh, through my twenties, and then uh, from there, I sort of was just doing gym work. Uh, into my 30s, um, doing circuit training in the local gym, sort of aimless to a certain extent, you know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then when I hit 40, I started missing uh, the comp the the connection with the martial arts is funny with kettlebells, but I started missing the martial arts training. So I, I started training with uh, a, a jiu-jitsu club locally, actually Japanese jiu-jitsu, so okay. more self-defense focused. So I was doing that for a couple of years, and then. That was when I was in my early 40s when I got introduced to kettlebells. So uh, started slowly but surely switching to that to the extent that my jujitsu coach is now in my kettlebell club. Okay. So okay. yeah, so he trains kettlebells with, uh, all the time and competes as well. Okay. So okay. Um, yeah, so so that yeah, so I had an interest in sports always, you know. Um, but uh, the switch to kettlebells then. I would say I found it very difficult at first, but we we didn't we didn't get you know uh, 
correct coaching tips to start. So, you know, your wrists are getting sore, you're getting fatigued in your forearms. We weren't doing things quite right. But I, I really felt there was something to it and it appealed to me. So I just thought I, I want to stay at it, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it should have taken around like a few months for you to get comfortable, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and definitely. Did, yeah. Okay. So did you start with the marathon a little later? Uh, earlier you were doing 10-minute classic. How did the transition happen? <clears throat> yes, we did. When we, um, we, I was doing the 10 minutes, mostly 10 minutes okay. and five minute competitions. And um, when marathon got introduced, uh, I just kind of opened a whole new uh, set of opportunities, I felt, particularly for just that single bell work, that uh, building endurance. And, and I think there was less of a barrier to entry for people I was training with, because um, to be honest with the, particularly lifting double kettlebells, um, with the club, I, I, I run a club now, so and the club okay. I run, um, some of the guys just, they just wouldn't want to do it, you know? Um, okay. I, I train guys who are in their 40s and 50s, and we keep it to um I, I have to kind of sneak in some of the uh, more disciplined uh, lifts amongst the fitness work if you know what i mean yes. so i do introduce doubles um i i try and get everyone snatching a kettlebell correctly but uh, for the most part everyone needs to feel like they're getting a good workout too so we're single bell uh, work really offers that because there's more movement. There's less yes. puffing and puffing in a rack position, if you know what I mean. Yes. For, for, for regular for regular guys like in, in my age category, yeah, yes. it's, it's yes. more appealing, I think. So yes. I found that I found the marathon uh, a great opportunity for uh, for uh, broadening the audience for kettlebells. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's more of endurance work, and well, it's not that easy, also, because you need to catch up on the speed. And catching up on the speed can be really tolling. It can take a really good toll on your heart, and you need yeah. to be very well conditioned to switch the bells when you Absolutely. want to switch, and you have to be mentally very strong. Yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of challenges. Yes, it's 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 uh, equally as difficult, just in a different way, I suppose. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, how does your workout look like? Like, say, you mentioned that you are working in a uh, software company. So, do you work out three, four times a week, and uh, do you do also strength training? So, if you can just uh, yeah, so your, I, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we work uh, out together three times a week, and I think it's consistency is the key. So, we yeah. work out uh, three times a week, fifty-two weeks a year. So, we kind of never miss, you know. Um, and I, that's always been a key for me. Outside of that, um, this year particularly, I haven't been doing enough to supplement. You know, if I wanted to, do, um, you know, compete at a higher level, I'd need to do a bit more than I have been doing. And um, okay. the three weeks now, it's busy life. So um, uh, three weeks for me, and actually, I will admit that I play a bit of golf as well. So okay. I, um, I, I do go for I do go for walks um, regularly, but um, I think. Yeah, definitely. I would like to be doing a bit more strength training, a bit more um, cardio work, but I just don't have the time at the moment. So really, the, the bulk of the training that, that I get is the, those three sessions with the club. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you incorporate the strength training programs in your uh, workout routine? That's my first question. And yeah. if so, is it really helping you uh, get better in kettlebells? If not, that's fine. But I just wanted to understand what is your training program when it actually comes to lifting kettlebells. Is it only kettlebells or it is lifting barbells? How it is? Yeah, so there's 
it's much body weight and kettlebell work we do. Okay. I, uh, I, so when I think of strength training, I, uh, we kind of have a pentathlon focus for that. So we'll do strict presses, um, we'll do uh, heavy swings, uh, also deadlifting pairs of heavy kettlebells, but for higher reps. Okay. So there's no sort of max, max. yeah, max weight lifts or anything close to that. So, like for instance, last night we I, I favor when it comes to general uh, physical fitness, I favor sort of micro circuits where you might have uh, strict presses combined with a little core work, and then we'll do another little micro circuit which might be uh, deadlifting a pair of heavy bells along with um, some swings. And uh, then we will do an actual lift, like we might do a half snatch set. Um, and uh, depending on how close or far away we are to competitions, then I just I vary the weights and the intensity um, and, and the length of the sets that we do. So I'm always trying to keep everyone fit, but in a, you know, uh, trying to keep it interesting, um, keep the fitness going and keep in touch with being able to do, um, you know, five, five to seven minute sets of snatch or whatever it might be. Okay, okay. So going a little depth onto the programs, do you work out uh, like, uh, do you have kind of a training heart rate zones? When you are basically working out, say for example, if you are working out a 10-minute set, is does your heart rate is between like 140 to 160 beats per minute, something like that? Do you do like a micro programs or do you just do the sets which basically challenges your heart? How does it really look? Yeah, so I I, I don't do it to that degree. What I would do is um, try to uh, work in a certain zone by just asking everyone to stay at a certain pace. Um, uh, you know, uh, and, and we try and improve within that zone, but but in a very a very broad brushstrokes. So you know, um, and we do check our heart rate from time to time, but I would say not enough. Um, so I don't get very scientific about that. Um, okay. I'm always asking the guys how they're feeling um, on a particular night, how they're feeling after a set. It gives me kind of an idea of uh, how we're getting on and how we're doing. But um, yeah, I don't I. It, it's not something I focus on uh, very heavily in our training. Okay, so these days are you coaching? Are you taking coaching with the coach or are you doing it by yourself? So because of the, I suppose, time constraints and uh, the nature of the club, um, I sort of inherited a club, uh, to be honest, okay. because um, we all trained together in a gym. We had a coach here locally and then he, he moved on. So um, because we were all wanting to continue, we bought kettlebells and we then started training together and I sort of became the de facto coach um, okay. at that point. So I've been doing that for quite a few years now. Um, yeah, so uh, for me, what I try and do, uh, because we train together as a group, is that we all do the same thing, but with different weight kettlebells, obviously. Okay. So uh, when we're coming closer to a competition, some of the guys who are not competing will be doing a very similar workout to me and some of the guys who are competing, but just much lighter kettlebells are, uh, you know, a lower uh, pace. Okay. Um, so it just keeps us all motivated, keeps us all together. Um, and it just seems to work very well. But for instance, I would I would like to um, you know now and again focus on uh, uh, say biathlon for WKSF yes. competition. But uh, I would be on my own doing it. So okay. it's just the way things have fallen with my club. That's 
just how it is, you know. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. So uh, this is uh, this question would be related to like if you have had any kind of injuries earlier. If not, mm-hmm. um, like uh, how do you see that sector? Like for example, uh, you said that you are coaching people now. So uh, at this age, uh, how do you manage the injuries? Mm-hmm. So do you do rehabilitation? How do, how do you do that? If you can just uh, yeah highlight on it. So as it- yeah so as a first thing i would say um when i was in my 30s i played a lot of um five side soccer just to keep fit and okay. um i was always even get up in the morning to go downstairs and i was like an old man you know okay. uh, whereas um i'm doing kettlebell lifting over 11 years now and n- no aches and pains i don't have any of that um the two main pillars of that are first of all we actually spend quite a long time warming up when we're training okay um we do a lot of we'll do uh, some light kettlebell work we'll do some joint mobility and then we'll do quite an involved stretch before we train um and also i'm very strong on technique when we're lifting okay so, um uh, snatching a kettlebell whatever or deadlifting a pair of kettlebells whatever it might be it's all technique 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 so um for the most part we, we find that everyone's injury free you know okay um, okay so did you find any challenge at this age when you're lifting double 24s uh which uh which uh, earlier when you're lifting and now you're lifting so what i mean to say is with the age is your conditioning getting better or uh, what is the difference between you training 6 7 years back and now uh, is there more challenge or is there less challenge yeah it's you know it's it's extraordinary for me because um i've improved um along one lift or other every year and every okay. time i compete um okay. which sort of does amaze me um and a lot of that i think is that you just build up a competency while you're lifting um and you're uh, each time you're in the hot zone or the red zone with a lift you're a little more calm than the last time because i think there's it's like an expertise that you you've sort of assimilated um so i find at the moment i know i'm coming close to that stage in my life where i probably will start to slow down a little it it hasn't happened yet i find after training is always the the one of the main strengths i found um from what i've been doing is that I, i'm never fatigued the next day after training Okay. Um, and I've I've guys who might and train for a while and then they come back to train and they're the next day they're sore or they're tired and it just never happens and probably it doesn't happen because I I never miss training you know I'm absolutely you know I haven't missed training for nearly a decade now I've just wow. been going all the time um well you see the big the big plus for us is that we it's social as well so the group we meet we will uh, train we'll have a coffee and a conversation so we make a little bit of an event out of our three sessions every week um so it's always enjoyable and i think that's a big part of it too um and we are we're all accountable to each other everyone wants to be there for everyone else so um that has worked very well but yeah so in terms in terms of uh, slowing up or anything I find myself I'm probably a couple of years ago I might have thought oh, I want to see about snatching um 32 kilos maybe try a 5 minute set or 7 minute set I'm more reluctant to do that now I don't okay. I don't feel that for a physical reason maybe mentally I'm just more aware of the age I'm getting to okay. um so yeah I I probably feel I'm becoming a little more careful 
But other than that, no, no. Physically, I don't feel a reason for slowing down. Okay, okay. So, uh, how does your nutrition look like? I mean to say, is uh, you said you recover very well. So, yeah. nutrition plays a very important role. Mm -hmm. So, do you have uh, a, a combination of good supplementation in the nutrition, or do you really take only supplementations like, for example, protein shakes or something which is like vitamins, etc., only during the competition season? How does it look? Yeah, so I would say very basic. Um, I mean, I try to eat well. Um, okay. um, I always make sure I have a decent breakfast. Um, I do snack on fruit more than yeah. trying to stay away from sweet things or anything packed. But I would have a very moderate sort of approach to my diet. Um, I mean, in terms of supplementation at the moment, it is literally like um, some vitamin D, which in, th in this part of the world at this time of the year, we get very little sunlight. So yes. vitamin D is important, uh, cod liver oil, um, and that's pretty much it. I will occasionally take a protein shake, but I'm, okay. I'm quite slack. I, I'd like to be better at that, you know, have some protein straight after lifting. But honestly, I just don't do it that often. Um, so no, very, very uh, rudimentary. Just trying to eat healthy meals, that would be it. Are you a vegetarian or non-vegetarian? Uh, non-vegetarian, so I do eat okay. meat. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the frequency of non-vegetarian is pretty every day. How it is? Or do you have a combination of vegetarian and non-vegetarian food? Do you eat meat every day? Um, like uh, uh, having, uh, having a vegetarian meal in the lunch, probably meat yeah. in the dinner, or do you have uh, meat in every meal? How, how is it? Well, it wouldn't be meat in every meal, but I mean, if, it was, if there wasn't meat there, it might be uh, eggs, eggs or cheese okay. or something like that. You know, there would be something, okay. uh, it wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't be just veg. Okay. Okay. okay, gotcha. Okay, great. Um, do you have any negative experience about kettlebell training? Negative experience? No, I, I, I would say overall for me, and it's, it's funny the way I used to look at it, because there's times when the training got hard and you're, you're trying to motivate yourself. And I, I'd have, uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about it there a while back. You know, if I was to stop kettlebells, what would that do for me? And it would be all negative, you know. I'd be meeting less people, I'd be traveling less, I'd be less fit, you know, that kind of stuff. So for me, it's been, it has been all positive. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. And that's, that's why obviously I continue to do it. Okay. Tell me one point or one single answer is that the biggest thing you have got a positive change in yourself when you started lifting kettlebells. It might be anything, mindset, anything. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you feel? Well, so the one probably sounds silly um, uh, thing that springs to mind for me is when I'm going up steps or stairs, I feel like, I feel just my fitness really plays a part. You know, if I'm looking at a, a high stairway, I can just power up it. And I think that's just the fitness in the quads and that kind of stuff, which is nice when you're when you're turning 56. It's nice to just feel that. Or if I'm going for a hill walk, I yes. always feel that um, I can really go, you know. So uh, I, I, that has always been something from particularly kettlebell jerk or long cycle where you're jerking the bells, yes. that sort of uh, fitness that, that has given me. Okay. Um, other than that, I would say, um, you know, that sort of mental strength aspect has been a big positive. Okay, uh, how has Kettlebell helped you in your professional career? Um, yeah, that's that's uh, not easy to say now. I, I, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure how I would answer that in my professional career. In I the suppose, senses, for example, yeah. probably your concentration has gotten better or probably mm. your body language has gotten better. Maybe you have got such certain kind of experience which basically mm. your colleagues must have noticed in you that, hey, mm. Karen, you're looking quite different mm. since you're starting. Yeah. So that kind of positive change if you have got any experience. Uh, yeah, I suppose all of that. And uh, what I noticed as well, I've changed job recently and uh, okay. it comes up in conversation and people are always interested about it, particularly when you've gone to compete internationally. I yes. think that's always a really good talking point when you're are meeting with clients or often I will have to go to meetings with uh, external people and you get discussing it. It's, it's always a great uh, conversation starter. So I find that very good. Um, yeah, and um, my previous job, actually, my uh, the my the CEO of the company, his wife was actually in my club. She's away at the moment, but um, she she actually joined, and she's a really good lifter as well. So, yeah, okay. yeah, that was that was a positive too. Great, great, great. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I would like to know your best uh, kettlebell lifting numbers in all formats, biathlon, long cycle and marathon, done uh, nationally and internationally. Now, your number, probably if the national is best, then probably you can tell me that. But Yeah, uh, sure. Um... So when I was when I was uh, doing biathlon uh, with uh, Eddie Sheehan was coaching me um, just as I was turning 50 actually in the nationals I did uh, I jerked a 24 kg um, 83 reps uh, I think that was my best doubles yeah that was my best doubles um, set. Um, my probably what stands out for me when I think of uh, double long cycle was the um, marathon. I did a half hour with the the half marathon with the 16s. Double 16. Uh, yeah, double 16. Yeah, so that was 254. Okay. Um, which uh, yeah, I, I was really happy with that at the time. Um, I did two sets actually uh, over in Antequera in Spain. I did 248, I think. I, which I was a little disappointed with that because I'd done higher in Ireland. But um, uh, in Snatch then, uh, this year I did, in Porto, I did 165 Snatch in the open category, wow. uh, which got me a bronze. So I was really happy with that because I don't focus on these lifts anymore. As I say, I, I feel, I, you know, um, I because with the club and as I described, we, we all just train together and we do stuff together but as we're coming close to competition I will just start to, to try and do a bit more in terms of uh, uh, focus for a few weeks before a competition so I've been really happy to see improvements in, in those numbers as well um, other than that let's see I've done uh, half marathon full marathon in terms of uh, long cycle and half snatch and I just can't remember the numbers on that now I did 600 and something a long cycle in an hour with a 24 kg in Antikyra. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So wow. yeah, that, that's it. Wow, that's great, great. So now, nowadays, are you training for marathon or are you training for classic events? We're we're sort of aiming at the pentathlon uh, for IKMF uh, next year in I think it's April. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So you're Although, training for pentathlon. Okay. Yeah. So for pent for yeah for pent yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And also, also, I look to um, just keep my hand in with 10-minute snatch as well for uh, WKSF for next year as well. That is in Hungary. Yes, that's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are, you, are you going? Mostly, yeah. yeah. Being a um, well, the key member in India, so I would really love to travel. 
yeah yeah great yeah, yeah. great great so yeah wow that's really great uh, Karen mm. I mean uh, I have also got a lot of uh, deep insight because now uh, earlier uh, the podcast uh, we are doing was we were interviewing women about 45 to mm. motivate women in India to lift kettlebells mm. and I've done more than 30 35 and now simultaneously I'm starting this podcast to interview men about 50 Mm. to have men yes. above 40 to get into kettlebell sport in India. Mm. Right. So yeah, yeah your uh, information is definitely going to help a lot of viewers okay. who want to actually see this That's podcast. Great. So thank you very much. I would yeah. like to, uh, if you can just uh, share uh, like a, uh, a message for the viewers. What is your experience based on the sport in years with, mm. with the kettlebell sport? If you can give you a strong message to the viewers. Um, yeah, so first, firstly, uh, for health and fitness, I just think it's unparalleled. I think it's the, the great secret of the fitness world. I think the community is fantastic and supportive because uh, every everyone wants to see everyone do well, which has uh, always been great. For, for guys over 40, I think your first uh, impression when you see somebody lifting something very impressive, you might think, oh my God, I'll never do that. It's um, You will amaze yourself if you're patient and consistent, you will amaze yourself with what you'll achieve. Give yourself a year, two years, and you, you won't believe what you'll be able to do. You just need to stick at it and be patient. Don't lift too heavy too early and do what your coach says. Absolutely. Great. That's a great message. Great. So thank you very much, Kieran, for this thank podcast. You. And I Enjoyed wish it. you good luck for your upcoming competitions. Thanks very much. That was great. Thank you. Thank you.